Welcome back to another GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast. On today's episode, me and a friend discuss healthspan versus lifespan. We talk about how ChatGPT might take all our jobs, and we get passionate about South African politics. As usual, we are uncut, unfiltered, and uncensored, and enjoy today's episode. How can you not, like, how is it harder to switch over to Afrikaans, to English, when you grew up in English, pretty much? No, I've been speaking English, but the person I initially speak English to, it's much easier to continue like that. That is true. But if I've always spoken Afrikaans to the person, difficult to switch over. It just feels wrong. Is it like a thing where you just like, yeah, cheers, by the way. Same. Thank you. Is it like, because I can see that because, for example, I know some people, like, they teach their kids that, for example, you speak with the dad, like, his mother tongue, with the mom, her mother tongue, and then, like, the, the dinda, uh, <laughs> the house worker, domestic worker, yeah, the domestic worker, you speak in their home language, so, like, the kid can speak, like, Dutch, English, Sutu, whatever, oh. and then, but... They can only speak like one way. It's like uncomfortable to speak it the other way around. But I get that. Like we have the same dynamic. Like I speak English to my sister. I speak English to my mom. I speak Afrikaans to my dad. My dad speaks Afrikaans to my mom. She speaks English back. And my dad speaks Afrikaans to my sister and she speaks English back. It's just this language mix up. <laughs> complete, yeah. Especially when they fight. When they fight, they one's yelling in Afrikaans, one's yelling in English. It can get quite confusing. Yeah. And you know? what if you like speak with your dad English, for example? I couldn't do that. Does it just feel wrong? Is it just no, like I, I a sin? I, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no fucking way. Uh, yeah. No, um, I wanted to talk about a bit. About, uh, let's, I wanted to say fitness journey, but I feel health journey is a much like... Smaller option because current or yeah, currently you are like mm. busy. You are fitness, uh, personal trainer, yeah, personal trainer. Mm. Nice, nice, yeah. I mean, the fitness journey has kind of evolved like the ultimate goal. It in the beginning was purely aesthetics, purely just being just getting bigger, looking better, just jacked <laughs> overall, just better proportions, tiny waist, big shoulders, big legs. But I mean, that that lifestyle isn't sustainable. Like it's, it's not as healthy as people might think. Just constantly gaining muscle, gaining muscle, never doing cardio, just managing what I eat. So I'm super unfit, even though I might look fit. So it has changed recently where I started swimming, running, started a little bit jujitsu, stuff like this. Yeah. And I'm enjoying the path I'm on. Yeah, nice. Very much, very much. I can believe like that having 20 inch biceps does not correlate with how fast you can run five kilometers. No, it's no, not, no. No, to an extent, to an extent. Like, it does help. It does help, but eventually the... It's better than the gains diminish. Yeah. McDonald's, you know. It's yeah, the, it's no, like, but then that's how I would do it. Like, if I needed protein, I'd stop at the McDonald's. Get McDonald's. Still yeah. have a six-pack, but... Like Bigger calories, more calories, yeah. Exactly, so just manage that. But, yeah, I don't... Changing into just overall health. I want to live long. I want to do a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. How span not lifespan? Yes. Now, uh, now tell me. So you said, how did that transition happen between 
having this good aesthetics, broad shoulders, slim waist, to uh, let me see how healthy my body can get. Like, how did that transition happen? I think it's because I started weight training when I was quite young. So when you're young, you're in high school, you, you want to be noticed, you want people to see you and like you want to impress people. So okay. that's, that's where the fitness journey stemmed. So I wanted to get bigger, I wanted to look better. And that was the main focus, obviously to get girls, to get respect and whatever. And um, just maturing down the line, I realized that stuff like that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how people see me. It matters how I feel. I can perform, not necessarily how I look only. Yeah, that's mature. So, yeah, yeah. Just it's literally just worth maturing. When when did you start? You say you started quite young, like about fourteen. Yeah, 14. mine also like around yeah. thirteen. I but yeah. not weight training though. That's the mm. difference. Like, I think growing up, it was my mom was very heavy on me. Like, stay away from weights until you like mm. hit like peak puberty. I would say like 16, like then you can like climb yeah. over, get some bench in. You can. Rev but some it's squats. Not, not, not why you might think. Like everyone thinks you're going to stunt your growth by training weights too early. Not the case. Okay. Complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. So the reason why you don't really need to train before you 15, 16 is your test levels and everything are way too low at that age. You might, you're going to train, but you're not going to build much. Like no matter how hard you train, like you will build. Like you've all, you've seen these first gymnastic kids and like they, yo, but gymnasts. Yes, but they're they're, like that's, they've been doing that since they're like three years old. They've been doing pull-ups and muscle-ups and shit. So, but like you're not gonna get as much out of it if you train that early. So it's better you're gonna start seeing results when you train at the age of fifteen and keep going up. Okay, it's gonna be easier to to pick up muscle. So it's kind of a little bit of a waste, but there's no downside to doing it too early in okay opinion. in your opinion yeah, yeah and and would you like if you need to recommend someone let's say like 15 16 year old or like let's say looking back at yourself how would you like on your if you need to give advice for 14 year old johan mm. what would you tell him like it's difficult um I don't know. It's a difficult question. Yeah, it is a, it is a quite loaded question with mm. a bunch of angles you can take it from. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm just trying to analyze how I'm going to approach this. <laughs> no, I just, I tell them to keep going. Just carry on. Do what you do and find a mentor, I think. Because I, I for the longest time, I, I did it on my own. And I mean, YouTube was my teacher. Yeah. So it's not always the best. So especially when you start, you don't know what's good information, you don't know what's bad information. So you just take in whatever. And then... You look at the guy that is the yeah, most so voided up. Yes. He says he's even natural. Though he's, even though he's a dumbass, <laughs> yeah. he's still going to listen to his advice. Later on, I started learning. I can differentiate between what is good, what is bad information. People who back what they say through science and studies. People who back what they say because of the size of their biceps. Yeah. Which does not matter. Like the best advice I've gotten were from people much smaller Oh, interesting. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, for example, like the train twins. Yeah. Yeah, like they they a bunch of like meathead gym they rats, are. but... They are. Uh, no, but they, they, they get what they 
what they need. They they build because they the intensity is there. Yeah. And the exercises that they do are efficient, very. Obviously, they they diet and stuff, so they they know what they're doing, but not the most intelligent people. And I think that, that's apparent. <laughs> but that's yeah. what makes them so like entertaining. They yeah, have like entertainment. Yeah. I, I like them. I like them. <laughs> just yeah, these, no. just pure gym rats. Just brothers. Just absolutely consourcing, hitting the gym every day. Yeah, no. No, nothing more no. of life than just... Building each other up. Like yeah, screaming. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sick. Trentment. Yeah. About the fitness industry, like, I actually have a few questions here. Like, how do you feel about the whole uh, natty and not type of thing? Because I feel a lot of... I've, these days, these days, it's like very apparent that more people are on PEDs mm. than not. Like, the majority of the people are sourced up, but they don't say yeah. they are, though. I feel like it's becoming better. It's becoming more and more acceptable to to be on these performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. It's also wide spectrum. So, you can have someone who's on, say, something like Anabol, Anabol or Clenbutrol or something. They're not going to be massive monsters. They're going to be these lean muscular it's like Winstrol yeah Winstrol so is it, like that. yeah literally just performance so it'll like everyone tries to say okay this massive big guy he's the one on steroids but you'd be surprised how many people take PEDs because it's not always just the big guy yeah it can, it can be the athlete it can be I, know, I heard a story and stuff like yeah this, yes. I heard a story of like imagine you had could put on goggles, right? But I'm talking now in high school days. Because in high school, you have a lot of... It's almost when it gets introduced. If you can put on goggles mm. and see who is on steroids and who is not, and you'll be, like, so surprised. Because it's normally the ones you don't think. It's, it's, it's normally be. the ones you don't it's think. It's usually the ones you do think as well. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> very, very true, yeah. that also. But yeah, you'd be surprised. It's it's a very very wide field. There's a lot of different compounds you can take. A lot. Do you have uh, so, some knowledge about like some I, of this? I do, but it's just because I've been independent research tempted for a long time. Because I mean, after I started a while ago, and then at a certain point, you kind of like plateau. Yeah. You don't build as much. You still will. Like you, it's still possible to keep progressing, but you do start seeing smaller and smaller gains. It takes longer and longer. Yeah. And then, obviously, the little voice in your head is, take, take, uh, the cycle, it's just a cycle. It's what, what is what cycle, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I do a lot of research, but I've never been able to take the jump. It just seems unnecessary to me now. Like, I don't, I don't need to be massive anymore. And I am doing this to live a long, healthy, good life. Yeah, and doing that is it's com the complete opposite. Yeah, these I'm guys shaving ten years off my life. Yeah, putting mm -mm. very much damage on their liver and kidneys. I uh, yeah, I think it's also very harsh on your body to just consume so much, so it can just build muscle. Nothing more, nothing uh, functional. I would say yeah. it's more yeah, just but, size but and like mass. These, these guys, the injuries that they get. You've seen the video with Larry Wheels and the guy doing the incline bench in his pec tears. So what happens is their muscles, their muscles get very strong because that's what obviously that's what train and compounds yeah. like that do. 
the muscles get stronger. The tendons and the ligaments don't strengthen as their muscles do, not as quickly. Yeah. So the muscle can handle the weight, but the ligaments and the tendons can't. Yeah. So that's why you should never go for PRs and stuff when you are on on PEDs, because you might probably gonna get hurt. Yeah. Because you might you can you can do the rep, but your body can't handle the rep. Yeah, guys, you must check this video out. It's it's ridiculous. It's literally this guy. Obviously, you can see he's jacked. Like his biceps is probably bigger than my head, and he has like bigger three plates on each side, mm. incline bench press. And he goes down, and as he goes up, you just see his whole pectoral yeah. off the bone. It's and the after photos that you see, it's like pink and blue. It's oh, no terrible, terrible. It's an injury you don't really come one hundred percent back from. You don't have a pick anymore. Like what? What do you do? Like, mm. <laughs> like your tendon no. is gone. What the fuck? Terrible. No, that's biceps is just as bad, just as bad. I want. Uh, professor or teacher in high school he also like i think it was an ego love type of thing um meneer kids oh oof. he also he had like this ego love type of thing with like big uh, uh matrix young people mm. he's an older guy they do like one or other press or something but 40 kgs no warm-up mm. he presses bicep just like rips off rips off it just mm. gets like tiny and shriveled up and no, you, it's, how you don't recover really no, it's, it's terrible that guy put training in fucking cereal <laughs> <laughs> big big dude a train balloon sandwich yeah it's exactly. like this guy just built oh. a fruit <laughs> yeah and now so currently you you told me you are moving from this more jacked uh, type of look to something more functional in the martial arts in BJJ MMA. Uh, how is that? How how do you find that world so far? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's it's not not about the looks at all. So, like I did, my primary goal is no longer just being jacked or aesthetically pleasing. Now it's just my body looking after my body as perfectly as I can and just preserving it, just making sure I can function in so many different ways yeah especially with now the mixed martial arts i want to be able to run far i want to be able to run fast i want to be able to lift heavy i want to be able to swim far yeah i want to do all these things not just focus on one one aspect of fitness because our bodies are so resilient they are powerful weapons you need to learn to use it yeah i think they can also be very adaptable anything they can do anything yeah, that that's mm. actually like a very crazy thing to think about. That like if you put the hard work in, mm. no matter what, your body will somehow limitless. Yeah, always that transform itself so that it's functional for what. Have you heard of that? I heard it on uh, Joe Rogan about how David Goggins, this guy, you know, who's gonna carry the boats? Who's gonna carry the logs? Stay hard. Yeah, how he's meniscus was so fucking hard from all the running mm. that the surgical blade d- done during like the surgery on his meniscus it bent it like it sounds like <laughs> <a cog. laughs> it's like his whole body was uh, fucked up he was up probably so awake much. during that surgery 
<laughs> ja, ja, så var det jo, fuck på hos. Nå, 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 This is actually like a thing in, in Budapest. But I think Hungarians are just fucking built different. Mm. Swear. So I have a few friends in the medicine world. Mm. They don't, the Hungarians, whatever surgery, they don't go under. They don't go under like anesthesia, local anesthesia, yeah, mm. but like they don't get knocked out. They stay awake during like knee surgeries, like whatever surgeries, mm. they stay awake. No, no way. They don't care. I think it's like all the years of drinking. See, drinking hard liquor is like in their system. So I won't be surprised that they just... Permanently drunk. Yeah, permanently drunk, just painless. Okay. And just go into surgery and just... Like ACL. Mm. They fucking moving like hip surgery. So one of the friends told me she's, she's in... Uh, hip surgery she's standing by mm. assisting and stuff the lady is awake and you know how intense a fucking hip surgery is you need to like rip the hip out of like socket mm. like all this shit she the Hungarian is just sitting back obviously like a less squeamish people I think it's like the Russians almost also yeah. like no emotions or a lot of emotions but outwards you don't see the emotions mm. Yeah, I wonder where that comes from. Imagine what would happen to you if you were awake in a hip surgery. Wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and I'd rather go sleep. Yeah, I'd rather do it sleep for one hundred percent. What is better than just a quick knock? Just waking it's, up. Yeah, no. you feel great. Some morphine. Doctor, come. I need some pain painkillers. Yeah, I'd go to sleep if they filled in the cavity. Like, honestly, I, I don't like shit like that. Yeah, we have Western medicine for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did you um have you ever read this? I, I read this book uh, from uh, Doctor David Sinclair, Lifespan. Mm. It's sick. It, it's literally crazy. It's about how this guy pretty much like cured aging. So uh, is that a, that rich guy? Well, with a, this drinks like 112 pills a day and okay. I won't be surprised if he was given advice by David Sinclair. It's not him, okay. but okay. I won't be surprised. So David Sinclair is a, he's a doctorate at Harvard mm. and he figured out like it's called, it's pretty much the baseline of DNA. So our problem with aging is epigenetics. So our, our genetics stay fine. But like, imagine like these control robots called epigenetics in our genome. It's very hard yeah. to explain it in common words, yeah. but layman's terms. Yeah, yeah. In so these epigenetics, what happens is external stuff like smoking, drinking, getting old, sunlight, all these stuff damages them, so they don't function as well. Okay. And then what happens is you start to get old. But this guy figured out he literally would have like small mice and he would feed like baseline. See, I, I wish I knew the substance names, but it's mm -hmm. NAD plus stuff like that. And you would give it to them and an old mouse would turn from non-functional to functional within like a week. Okay. 
And he pretty much talks about how he like cured. They the, try to replicate that with humans. Yeah. Yes, they are busy. See, it's steps in it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they they start slowly. They start finding stuff in small in like rodents. Mm. They'll probably move it up to dogs. Before that, move it up to. They say, or, yeah, yeah. Ma- monkeys. Next step is monkeys, then humans. Okay. Probably. That is a, how I would imagine the chart yeah. go. And he says it's, it's so promising. But the main point is, it's not, he, he predicts that 125 is our 80 right now. Okay. But his main point is, just like you mentioned earlier, it's not about lifespan, it's about health span. Mm. Modern medicine, the problem of modern medicine today is they only promote lifespan, not health span. So how many times do you see like these patients where they just give them drugs to stay alive? They still bedridden, they still mm. sit there just... Just to stay alive, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, and he says this is a way to increase health span also. Well, there's a few problems that arise with that as well. Mention to me. So, I mean, yeah, if people don't, if, if it's harder for us to die, if we can just continue living, like surely we're just going to start overpopulating, people are going to start... Yeah, we're already you know, overpopulating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, can you imagine if, if age wasn't a fact anymore, or even if we could just live longer, so one person could go... Say now the lifespan is now 200 years instead of 90. You go 200 years. That person can go through two to three cycles where they have children. Each person. Yeah. And then the more people we have, the more resources we're going to need. I mean, it could be a good thing. could push us in the direction to expand outwards into the stars or whatever. I'm not sure. Or it could collapse us. It could break us. It depends how fast we are. So I think yeah. it's, it's like a very, like humans at the point where we are now, it's like very touch and go, I feel. It's like, I think Elon Musk says that it's either we become uh, interplanetal, inter, interplanetary. Yeah, interplanetary species mm-hmm. or we die. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's I, like choose. I agree with it's that. It's literally like choose. Like, yeah. But even stuff like self-driving cars, like, can you imagine? Well, think of this. Now, so self-driving cars in the next 50, 60 years, let's say it takes over. So you just sit in the backseat, people sit in the backseat, these cars communicate with each other on, on, on the highways and everything. So car accidents and car deaths, not a thing anymore. Because the cars communicate, they communicate with the traffic lights, they just do their thing. Like, yeah. there's no... If there are, it might be glitches or whatever. You, you, get, you get what no, I'm saying? No, I understand so the communication, yes. Now, no one's dying from car crashes anymore. Now you get people that need, so now a heart transplant, kidney transplant. But now you have less people dying. And the only people dying are old. You can't transplant a 95-year-old's kidney into someone who's 30. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's not going to last long. So now where do these people that are waiting for transplants from organs, where do they get these organs from? Unless we can grow them. Ooh. So as, 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 these, as we fix these problems, new problems arise. So we constantly have to fix 
the next issue. Yeah. See, problems is always a thing. That, yeah, that is there, always going always to happen. Be yeah, it, it's always a thing. Like, a problem with the intercommunication, yeah, you save a bunch of people's lives, mm. but I imagine one or other government guy, way at the top, he doesn't mm. even, you can like press a button and then it just goes red. And like just a small square where no more intercommunication happens and it's just boom. chaos. But then it's fine. We have tons of uh, organs now. There <laughs> it's you see, what you need. It's yeah. that shit that is just like crazy. Yeah. People can be so bad or so good, so it's Yeah, it's, it's difficult. scary shit. Yeah. It's actually so foggy, the future. We don't know where we're going. Yeah, I think even like Especially now, I have like, in my own head, the Western Empire is starting to crumble a bit. There's a new empire needing to take the place of that. Mm. But with that, you all also have like different variables just tossed in there. Biggest one, for example, is AI. Okay. So like, my dad is huge. He, he's in the technological stuff. Me and him... Mm really have discussions about like artificial intelligence and stuff and he's like this shit's brilliant this shit's brilliant like i can so because he's so big into it he starts like almost teaching me how to do it okay so i go on my chat gpt and mm -hmm. uh, he has nice chat gpt4 you go on there so i wanted to uh, make myself a logo. I literally walk, swear, step by step. I ask him, hey, can you create me a logo? Cool. Give me ideas and stuff like that. I tell him, this is my company. This is my name. This is what I'm imagining. Mm. He goes okay. through, he gives, he gives a plan. He gives mm. exactly how you would describe it. And then I tell him, okay, no, Add this and remove that. And he has literally create a logo. Yeah, I mean, it's opening it, a lot of new possibilities. It's also killing a lot it, of jobs. A lot and lot of jobs. That's yeah. the thing. Like, where, where's the job like? That's I think the, that's, that's the natural course of progression. I mean, a hundred years ago, a lamplighter or two, 150 years ago, a lamplighter was a... Yeah, please, please. Um, What's okay. good? Uh, I'll quickly pop So, 150 years ago, a lamplighter was a legit profession. Someone who would go out as soon as it starts getting dark, he'd light all the lamps in the street, and then when it starts getting light again the next morning, he'd switch off, he'd kill all the, the lamps. What job is that? <laughs> it's a lamplighter. It was a legit job. And someone needed to do it because there was no electricity. So they used, they used candles. So he'd light all the lamps and then kill all the flames. Come electricity. What does he do? That is not a profession anymore. That, it doesn't exist. Say sign writers. 40 years ago. Someone had to paint billboards. Digital printing wasn't a thing. Someone had to physically paint billboards... They had to paint signs, to paint business logos and windows and stuff. That's what my grandfather did. Printing, dead profession. Like he's, 
his his hands are so perfectly steady. He's got this skill where he can transform any logo and he can do it perfectly just by his eye. But that's a dead it's it's a dead profession. He, there's nothing that he can utilize that for anymore. I, I have a question. It's not. Yes, I understand. That's like Charlie and Chocolate Factory mm. with the whole industry coming in. There's no and then the toothpaste and the yes. robot makes the toothpaste. Yeah, it's that. But yeah. my question is like, that new with job, something new jobs artistic, are yeah, no, but with something artistic, mm. would you much rather have a digital printed sign mm. which comes faster and probably a bit cheaper and more precise? But do you? I think there's something about handcrafting that is just oh. it brings a new element to it. It's like you can see it. You can see when a robot paints it, and when a human paints it. Because we have errors, but we like our errors makes it somehow not better, not prettier, but unique. I, I get what you're saying. Just look around. Look at logos. Look at billboards. Count how many have been hand painted because you'll be able to see. Like, yeah. people, people are greedy. People want cheaper. They want better. They want quicker. So there's no, there's no reason for them unless it's like a little mom and pop store and they want their sign in the window or something. Then, like he still, he, I think the last job he did was about five years ago. It's just these little odds and ends. Yeah. These little jobs. There's someone he knew has a little shop in the middle of town, they'll ask him to come and paint the window. But that's that's the extent. For that, industrial world? where it goes. So yeah. for, yeah, where things are going, it's, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, but I agree with the point you wanted to make about mm. how new jobs definitely, yes. And, but the, I mean, most of the jobs now are jobs that didn't exist 20, 30 years ago. Man, I, I've heard of a person that makes a full salary of running an OnlyFans account in Miami, somewhere in America. Like that's... Yeah, the, big money. The, no, not the OnlyFans girl. Yeah. Just people at the back running, running the their whole account. shit. Yeah, okay. running the account. Three, four. Like three, four people getting full... Good salaries, yeah. Just by talking with all the men, but a social media media manager that's a thing. I mean, exactly, it's, it's a legit job, it's something people need. Was that 50 years ago? No, nothing. well, what would you even imagine? Okay, no, no. let's talk explain, about you couldn't explain grandpa. it to someone then, yeah. You can't explain it to him now. <laughs> so. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. You take my hand painting job away and you give it to someone running OnlyFans. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. Right. Times are changing. Good. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just it's where we headed. Yeah. It has to change. It has to evolve. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of it. I also think it's part of it. It's like, because all empires come to a point where they just fail. It just should be like that. If it's not like that, then come on. Like the Romans got finished, the Greeks, all these Egyptians even also. Like all Mm. these crazy societies just, oops. And then just like the Western world, I would also say is, it's like. Yeah, like 
have you seen this BRICS summit that they're having now and stuff? Man, I, I like BRICS. I feel like BRICS is like yeah, somehow like a savior for South Africa because we yeah. are fucked. But they're going to shift. They're going to shift the superpower that is USA. Yeah. If this all pans out. Like they, they're going to flip it on its head. Did you see, okay, before we go on about BRICS, because I'm mm. very passionate mm. about BRICS, I'll, I'll go on for a while. Okay. But did you see how we, South Africa, so for those who don't know, South Africa is politically very unstable. We have uh, ANC is our current government. We have non-functioning roads. We have no electricity. We pretty much... Yes, it is, it is a shithole. We are 33% yeah. workless. Like No, and that's only strict definition. That's only people who are still looking for jobs. If you go a broad definition, that's people who have looked for jobs and then stopped looking for jobs. Yeah. So that's the rest. So the, the strict definition is people who look for a job for three weeks. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't take into account the people that give up after that. So the true number is much higher. Yeah. Much higher. Imagine having a country run by like 40%. Let's, let's be... I almost want to say... I think it's close to 60, honestly. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it's, drive anywhere. Drive anywhere. There's just locations and these... Yeah, locations yeah. is... It's like... Blockers comp. It's yeah, it's it's like um, little shanty towns. Yeah, but it's literally massive, like and they they grow by the day. Like I I went to Cape Town. Um, I I used to stay there about two years ago. I went there last year, and then the location there had grown considerably, and then I I came back home. Four months later, I went back. It had doubled in size. Doubled in size. What is what is the name again? There's there's um, like that is Kailicha. Yeah, Kailicha. Yeah. Guys, go look if you want to see some Kailicha photos. It's it's ridiculous. These yeah. people live in like sheds made of scraps that they find yeah. on the street. Or they tear down billboards and stop signs and they hey. take what they take what they need. <laughs> <laughs> they literally the ground like the the yeah. They don't own it. They just take it. It's like, this is mine now. Yeah, but that is that is the mindset of a yeah. fucking bad mindset. These people, like, most of the time, if you are in disagreement, do you know what you do? You burn and break down. That's what these... You burn and break yeah. down. They and can't the, have their way. They do start burning. And they... Just destroying. But it's it's not their fault. They're not... They're not being provided with the things that they need. I mean, healthcare is pathetic. Yeah. The police force is pathetic. People get raped in these locations. People get killed. Yeah. No one will be held accountable for it. It's, it's disgusting. It's appalling. The government is failing in every possible way. Yeah. Every possible way. So currently we're sitting with, uh, like said, inadequate political system. But now they want to merge seven different parties into one to create like one like power. Political parties. Yeah, seven oh, different no. political parties. Like, Ethiopolis, okay. um, 
bunch of other damn i need to google this shit the there's like seven parties that are joining at once seven i hope it's the good ones uh, i'm not sure if drs but the point is they want to overthrow uh, uh but there's something like 200 political parties in this country yeah it's it's such a waste and so, so many of these votes get wasted so yeah, so they're trying to overthrow the main party ANC. Seven join forces. What are the? There's ten now. There, there's fucking ten. So let's check this. Uh, so I did independent research afterwards. There were not ten parties. There were seven. This includes DA, IFP, CF Plus, Isanko. SNP and then two more. Uh, only DA is big. The other six are quite small parties. Professional in this. But yeah, so the whole point is they want to get seven political parties to join, to merge, to merge and then from that the merge, they want the to EFF. overthrow the ANC. Now no, that, I, think, I think the EFF is the biggest problem now. Fuck the EFF. No. Can you please shed light on what the EFF is doing in this country? It, dark, it's dark times. It is a it's disgusting terrorist party. They are dead set on killing all white farmers and all white people in South Africa. They and they chant this in their stadiums. They gather in the thousands and then they chant kill the boo, kill the farmer. It's it's disgusting and it's terrifying. These people need to be dealt with. This is Julius Malema. Kill the boot, chat. I'm quickly going to... So this audio was what we were referring to in the podcast uh, during the 10 year anniversary of the EFF around the end of the hour ceremony I would say 95,000 people started chanting this very chant you hear here. Shit. Because it's connected on there there's no voice there. I uh, will edit this out and we'll make it. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it. it. We'll put, put it, it in. Yeah. We'll fucking put it in. This yeah, is this is this is actually shit that needs to like. Not a lot of people understand the shit that our South Africans are They do on. these these lackeys. They are killing farmers brutally. Not just killing them, brutally murdering and torturing them. It's disgusting. These these people are criminals. Yeah. So, but now, so the seven. Uh, like, do you think there's going to be hope as soon as, like, let's say, seven... I want to say it's it's a national NPC party, uh, maybe DA with Ethia Plus mm. and then a few other people. But, like, they want to try and overthrow the ANC and create their own new joint party, but... Mega party. Yeah, my question is, like, I know... They, they have an incentive for the rest of the country to believe. Yeah, we're mm. doing this for good. 
We want to overthrow the ANC. This is why we are all joining forces. I don't believe politicians for a minute. We can't. Fuck no. Can't. If, they, if they tell me something, how it's going to benefit me, I first want to know what is it going to benefit you. Exactly. Because there needs to be something. There is always something. It's difficult, but like, what's what's the alternative? Just let these people run the country into the ground, burn it completely. It's it's pretty much already burned. It's no, it's burning. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's burning. It's, it's burning. literally on fucking fire. Like, just Google South Africa. It's <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> it's a daily thing. Riots and uh, it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. So now you... That's the thing. It's such a great country. Beautiful I always, country. We have so much here. Like... I just saw it all giving me fuck. <laughs> oh, sad. Yeah, it is very sad. It's very sad. Especially like, like, I don't want to leave, but I'm going to... We're going to have to leave. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Like... See... Sure. This is this might be intense, but white people are seen as trash in this country almost. It's a bit. We are minority, yeah. We are yes, we are minority, yeah. and the problem is we do have majority money. Not anymore, I would say as much. Well, your your Johan Ruperts, the yes, uh, but I mean the richest people in this country are those of color, like our president. Which, oh, subtle, yeah. Yes. This guy, multi billionaire, he, he buys like buffaloes just for like the, well, the, for the, for for the in, insurance. I think I don't think he really gives a shit about the, <laughs> about, the about the wildlife. Yeah, it's good money. I, I was actually working. I was doing genetics work with like buffaloes and stuff like not that long ago, and so one of the people I was doing like so. How it works is it's one company called In Vitro Africa and they run multiple farms, mm. multiple farms. And from these multiple farms, people come to them and they like sort out genetics. And the point is to make, see our technology is so good at the moment that you want to create better and more functioning cows or sheep or whatever in every Genius. aspect. You want bigger meat. You want more meat. You want more milk. You want faster growing, less droughts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all these... Ta -ta 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 -ta. And that's the point of the genetics. And it's a straw. It has two milliliters, a bit more than two milliliters of mm. semen in, right? 20,000 rand. That's a lot of money. That's a thousand euros for a straw, and I, I'm pretty yeah. sure in overseas markets, you get it's, even more yeah. expensive shit. Yeah, it's probably cheaper, yeah. Yeah, in South Africa, it's just, I think it's the conversion rate that makes it so yeah, cheap. Yeah, everything is cheap, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but they started doing the genetics, and mm. think about that. I'm talking about, let's say, Cyril, a good, a good proud, president. honest president, mm. he, per straw he can sell of his one or other buffalo he bought for millions of rands, he can yeah, sell. Yeah, he only had shares in the buffalo though. Is that, okay, it's I don't know the, the story, the see, that's the thing. The biggest one, it's the biggest Cape buffalo 
ever. <laughs> Massive. And I'm not sure about the, the real, the legitimate figures, but it's multi, multi millions of rand. A lot of money for this, for this animal. But he has a lot of money. I think those no. people have a lot of money. Yeah. No, they do. But he, he does own a lot of wildlife. I've, I've almost um, hunted one of his golden um, wildebeests. One of his? Yeah. Like on one of his farms or something? So he sold... Oh, one, of, one of our friends was um, keeping them on their farm. So they, like he needed space. I don't think he probably has a few farms, but I don't think he had space for these. And they were a little bit off. So they weren't purebred gold wildebeest. They had more reddish ginger colored um, manes. Okay. So I think he kept them there, but they were still his. So, ah. Yeah. But it didn't end up shooting one of them. I wish I did. You wanted to. You yeah, wanted to. I did. Nice species. Mm, yeah. Where they couldn't, couldn't get them standing still. It's only issue. Now, uh, regarding hunting, you, you hunt a lot? You like your I've hunting? I've been hunting for a long time. I um, wouldn't say a lot anymore. Stopped somewhere along the line, but I'm getting back into it now. It is fun. There's something, There's something fun about it. It's yeah, really it's, fun to... It's, I enjoy it. I mean, and it's difficult taking the life of an animal. I do. I love animals. But I know, I know where, the wheat come, where the meat comes from, and we utilize every part of it. The parts that we don't use, we either... Goes to someone. We, we give to someone. Yeah. Or you can sell. But sell, you, you don't really get much for it. So, rather just give it, especially to the, the workers on the farms, um, like hostels and stuff, like they, they do, they do. Churches love it as well. Really? Yeah. So, a lot of things like the intestines and stuff, we don't have uses for it. Like, I don't know what to do with it. But, <laughs> I mean, some, someone does. Like, even giraffes. Like, when some people shoot giraffes, they give, they give the whole animal, just the churches. and They and figure out something, yeah. probably. No, because, I mean, every part is useful. It's just not to everyone. So... Like, what are you going to do with a deer's balls? Like, surely you don't... Oh, you can use the pouch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So yeah, I know, I know, I know. When we young, we used to, we used to um, cut the balls off when they, while they were gutting the animals, cut the balls off, and then you take the testicles out, and then you have the little pouch. Yeah. You put it in a... You wrap it over like a Coke can. You let it sit... And then you wash it a few times, soak in water. And then all you need is a zipper on the top. And then you sew a zipper on and you've got like a little ball sack wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Scrotum wallet. That yes. is the, I, like, what more do you my, want to my pencil, my pencil case in, in <laughs> primary school was, a, was like a, a kudu ball sack. Yeah. 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 Quite large. I, yeah, I can yeah, assume yeah. it must be quite large. Yes. <laughs> that must be like the coolest thing to flex on. Like, no, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. uh, one friend also like went hunting. The dad made like nice. He's busy brying, and he just brings a plate of meat to us. You can't really see what it is. He's just like eat it. It's like a bull penis. Instead. Yeah, like no, no, not penis. Just the balls, just the okay. testicles. Very juicy, I must say. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> but I don't know if it was because he just no, bribed it that or well or was it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah. hope it was not juices. Uh, but it was not as bad as you would think. But yeah, I they, can imagine. they pretty much like use every part of it. You can. Yeah. You can. Do you, do you know Ruben's dad? Mm. Yeah, he, he goes hunting like often. But he makes like profit on it because he kills and then he sells the meat to like butchers and some butchers just give so I think can, good you prices. you can do that. It'll be very seldom that you turn profit. So it hmm. can it can justify a hunt. It's more so like, like break go, even. Yeah. It's so if like you if you go and you want to shoot something hyper expensive like call it say a a Cape Irland or Livingston Irland like big animal. You can shoot it, you're going to sell it where the animal would cost you upwards of 20,000 Rand. You sell it for 18, 17, yeah. 18. It, then it starts to justify, now you're only paying three grand for this Blood enormous animal. animal. Yeah. You don't get the meat though. So like then to me, what's, what's, what's the point of it? But um, The point is that rush of killing something. Yes, there's, but then, there's, yeah. It's not... Some See, something is... Hunt, but some, yeah. Yeah, some people like it that way. Yeah. I think there is, like, hunting and fishing. It's also, like, a pride thing for me. I think you feel yeah, pride then, then of eating of your sport. own meat. Yes. Like, you eat your own... You kill an animal, mm. and then you turn that into meat I eat. I killed it. I'm eating it. It's like yes. oh, it's a, a it's nice a, it's cycle. A, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. Like, if you... Like, I obviously still eat um, meat and stuff from supermarkets. I'd like to evolve into a lifestyle where the only meat I consume is that of my hunt. The animals I kill myself. So then it's a one-to-one -one ratio. I'll have two, maybe three animals that I need to feed me for the year worth of meat. So you can make yeah. mince, patties, steaks, whatever. Whatever you need. But the animals I kill... That's the animals I eat. Then I know how much damage I've done. You know how much you've you've needed. You've killed that one animal. That animal will feed you. Instead of not knowing the conditions these animals have been put in to get on, onto your plate, like the meat you get from supermarkets, not sure how many were killed. You, it's it's it's, it's much more of a blurred line. Like you're not sure where it comes from. You're not sure what what's been put into the meat or yeah. I feel like it's a more cleaner way of living. See, killing something and eating it, it's something wholesome. See, I would be hella pissed off if a lion kills me and just walks away and, and not, doesn't eat my meat. Yes. Like, I would be so pissed off in my, in my wherever I am. I'll be like, fuck this guy. Fuck yes, that lion. Of course. But he if kill the lion me, kills you, picks you up and drags you to the hyenas and walks away, but you still be pissed then. At least my meat is going somewhere. It shouldn't just rot. Okay. That, okay. That, that's kind of like with the selling thing. Ideal opportunity. Ideal, ideally, it would be lion kills me. Mm. Men eats a bit. The females eat a bit. And then the cubs come and they eat like my toes or something. Yeah, they eat yes, like my toes. 
Secondly, I would not like to be traded off to hyenas mm-hmm. as like a sacrificial offer as like stop irritating me yes. and sell my meat. No, that would that would be it's better than leaving it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I would feel that is how I would do it. Be part of the cycle. Yeah, it's like I understand. Something like something that. will eat you in the wild. Whatever it is. Yeah. Something will eat you. Like, have you, you know how they, they, after you die and you want to get put in like a case, is it called a case? I don't know. Casket. Yeah, casket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put you in formaldehyde. And mm-hmm. formaldehyde is literally pure poison. It's, no, but do they, do they do that to every, every person? I think if they wanted to preserve the body, yeah. you put it in yeah. formaldehyde. Yeah, and man. you don't get eaten. You can't get eaten. You just yeah. literally a box in the ground, and you you will live forever there. What's the point? It's what's, pointless. What's, what's the point? Like, use me as fucking fertilizer or something. Just let yeah. me be. I just want to be part of everything again. That's where I come from. I go back to it. Yeah. Did you see? You can also like plant yourself as a tree. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, like, but that's I think cool. it must be weird. Like, imagine having a tree and knowing it's your mom's tree. Like, what if something yeah. happens to the tree? Do you lose it twice. So yeah, this is kind of an issue. But I mean, if the tree, the tree's still living, it's trees in your backyard, and you're like, go and talk to your mom. Yeah, oh, it's comforting. I'd like to be. I'd like to do that. Better than just mm. yeah, being in a casket and yeah, bro, waiting just to rot. Do you know how home. terrible formaldehyde is? So we so we use it like a bunch of times in like veterinary, just mm. for like animal preservation for you to actually be able to work on the dog, do some cuts, mm. stuff like that. Uh, man, that should how nice. Uh, that shit's like really, really. It burns your eyes. It that smells like off yogurt. Off yogurt. I, I can. It smells like something off. It smells like. I don't want to say it smells products. like alcohol. Doesn't More smell like, like strong chemical smell. Though. It's like it's pure chemical. Okay. It's like, it's like pure chemical. You smell it and you're like, what? What the fuck is this? Something wrong. Yeah, and like the meat. The yeah. meat of the dog turns gray. Mm. It turns like this grayish color, and it's not like muscular anymore. Like it's just truly stringy. dead. Yeah, truly it's, dead. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. You look at that as an object at that point because it's so like synthetically changed mm. that you can't see life in it anymore. It's just like death. This is just death. I get that. Yeah. But then you can't use... Well, we use it, but... Mm. It's, Whereas, it's do you guys use it to study like the anatomy? Like, yeah. Do they use it on cadavers for medical students and stuff yes. as well? Well, not all of them. So not, but I've seen, I've seen people when they... Especially on TikTok, but then... Like, I'll teach you about tendons and muscles. Now, he'll have uh, a corpse, but it'll be this... Strange yellow, dry. Yeah, color. you just know it's. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that is that has been preserved. With Pretty much, yes. probably. Yeah. I mo- most probably if it's mm. if it's. See, I don't know about the color. Uh, I'll need to see that. 
on second, but yeah, yeah it's, you you will definitely you'll definitely be able to see that this is see, yeah fresh like meat you can see it you can see it's old, but it's not rotting or anything. It's everything is still kind of there. Like every muscle that needs to be there that is, is there. definitely then formaldehyde probably because either you get cycles of like fresh patients mm-hmm. and then you have all preserved patients that are more like so you can see. It makes, imagine all the other tissues except muscle is removed. Mm. So you only have muscle. Okay. And then all the other tissues, so you know what's happening. Mm. But on the live body, it's different. It's a different, different. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I worked harder at school. <laughs> I would like to do something like that. Very interesting. Yeah, school. But can I be honest? I I don't think school was meant for you. I think for some people, yeah, school. Yeah, like you, you were there. You were there with me. <laughs> 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 oh, was mass class was always like. It was terrible. It's a, it's a new. It's. <sighs> I would always see. I think I almost made made Tian Marie fail. I think that's yeah. He he, he like, uh, almost he, he failed. St- he started doing. He started actually doing better as soon as I left the class. <laughs> I yeah. I would. I, I made it difficult for him. Nah, but I think I think it's like a. See, the school system is very old school, very old school, very uh, not developed, not was not it, where it should yeah, be. What, I wasn't stimulated ever. Nothing that they that but they things, would say interested me like all of it was just the words yeah but the thing is i think for you things that interested you Mm. you could focus on for a long time because that's why you did not focus in math class because you always had like something better you had something better to do magic tricks tricks, making ropes just like just like whatever interested you and I think that's the shit of the school system. Yeah. But that's why it's, it's, it's a shame because I would have liked to do something like marine biologist or something like in that line. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? Maybe in the next life. Man, shit changes we'll often. Shit changes yeah. often. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, but I think the school schools now is... Yeah, it's not something really needs to change, and it seems like it is changing a little bit. Is it in places like Sweden and Singapore, like they yes. really are changing. It's a different environment to learning, more, more based on the students and less based on what the teachers want to teach the students. More or less based about the curriculum, just more what they want to learn, need to learn. I, I once had this idea. It's probably not working. It's probably not going to work, but it was like a concept I had in my head. Imagine you had like, a cl- you had classes for the day. You go to school, mm. on your phone, you have different classes you can join into. So what I mean with that is, first period, you have an option between three classes. Mm. So you do, cl- you do school for how much you want to do something. So let's say first class, you have... Afrikaans, English, and maths. You can choose. Okay, first period, I want that. Next period, 
is you have options between geology, uh, not physiology, that chemistry. Yeah, chemistry and physics. Let's say you have between those three, then you can choose what you. But you have at the end of the day, there's a certain amount of classes that you need to have done to do it. So. It doesn't, like you don't have a set program for the day. Yes. You can change your cro- program so you have control, but you still have yeah. classes well, to I run I, during I like the day. I like the idea. Like you can keep stuff like your languages and stuff. You can keep that compulsory until, let's say, grade 8, grade 9. Then from there, I mean, all you really need to do is be able to talk. Like most of the... Most of the people at in, in schools, all they need to be able to do is have good grammar, carry themselves well, and express themselves well. That's all they need to do. Yeah. Like, if taking these languages up until the end of high school for majority of, of the learners is n- unnecessary because these most of them don't give a shit about poetry or, or novels or anything like that. Yeah. No, like, most of them don't. Like, really don't. So then... After grade nine, you give these kids that read that actually do enjoy this and actually do have passion for it, then they can choose to have Afrikaans or English. Even further on, yeah. yeah. But I think, like, teachers are also a problem. Imagine you had, like, you had a communication class, like, how to communicate well, but your teacher was Andrew Tate. Like, everyone would exceed... Because charismatic, he can get his message across. And he can have ears that want to follow him. It's mm-hmm. better than like certain of our teachers that would just drone on in this monotonous tone. If you're Debbie. <laughs> exactly. You, you connected it. Uh, exactly <laughs> what I was <laughs> thinking about. No, And no. then you have this monotonous teaching of... Why do I want to be here? Yeah. And shit like that, but... Yeah. The you need people skills to a certain extent. You need to keep people engaged. As best you can. Not everyone is going to be. Maybe just try. better teachers, but also mm-hmm. to find better... Make AI our teacher. What about that? Imagine school where that what teaches you has unlimited knowledge. I get, but it's going to need a, a middleman. You're going to need a teacher that has to relay that to the kids. I don't think, I don't think that they'll respond well to just having this artificial... I, I don't think they're going to they're gonna listen as much. Like you need that human interaction. Like you need the relationship with your teacher. If you... Like my geography teacher loved it bits she was she was an awesome person and she loved us as well so you'd be in the class and you want to be in that class you wouldn't want to leave yeah. that class because the next te- teacher is an asshole like you do you want to listen to this person because you have a relationship with her you can't get that relationship with something that isn't real it's just ones and zeros yeah my, my accounting teacher was like that she was basically just ones and zeros <laughs> No, yeah, she was... Okay, I'll be straight up. Not a lot of people liked her. Not a lot of people liked her. You're I mean, you got on Yeah, she, she was... She can be definitely a bitch if she wanted mm. to. But, like, 
the one thing, man, I think I think she believed more in me in accounting than I believed in myself. And like, it, it's powerful as fuck. As soon as someone believes in you more than you can believe in yourself. Believe yourself. It, like sometimes you need that gap. Mm. And like, man, see, I did fucking great in, in, what do you call it? In maths, but especially accounting. in accounting. Mm. I was weird flakes. For my second exam, in, mm. in my IEB exam for accounting, I was third in the country. No, but I remember you, were, you had like a talent for numbers. Yeah, see, I had a talent, but I knew my talent. But someone else needed to see that talent in accounting. Like, mm. for example, for her, I didn't like accounting. Fuck mm. no. But I would walk in that class and she'd be like, you. It made me nauseous. That's I, yes. I got special permission to just leave that subject behind very early on. Yeah. I hated it. Like, yeah. I, I d- didn't want to go. And I, didn't, I didn't go. Too much numbers, yeah. yeah. It's, for some people's minds it works and some did not. But, like, she definitely, like, helped me believe in myself to... I would have not mm. gotten what I've gotten without her. Not a chance. I mean, yeah, the teacher can make a difference because my teacher in the beginning was... Cristalis. Garden. <laughs> so this teacher, don't want to be nasty or anything, but she's a big girl. Big girl. Big girl. I'll say it one more time. Yeah, just... Big just, girl. Yeah, don't so. want to be nasty, but <laughs> let's just clarify. So she, she would never stand up. So if you didn't do your homework... All you had to do is stay at your table. And like she she there's no way she would walk to your table because she couldn't fit in between the the, the, the walkways, the walkways yeah. in between the, the desks. So you were just always safe. There was no incentive for you to do homework or actually do work or focus because she would just sit behind her desk and then just talk. But yeah, I just I don't know, seemed unhappy. So it's difficult to didn't you like die or something? No, that was a different one. But yeah. also big, big, big. Also big bone. Yeah. <laughs> lady. I don't know what they're eating. I don't know. Like, Some KFC. Like, at that, at that stage, you have to actively try to be that big. Like, in the, so? in the same sense as, as trying to get muscular and lean. Like, you have to actively try to get muscular and lean. There's a certain point in obesity where you actually have to try to get more obese because there's no way you're going to accidentally get that big. The 500 pound, yes, like my like 500 you, pound like life. It's, it's a, a legitimate skill to eat constantly for the 16, 17 hours that you're awake. Always have something that you're eating. And not just like constantly, constantly eating, constantly eating eating bad things yes like not just like you have to like actively make that decision say okay I want this thing I know it's bad for me but I want it nevertheless like if you are eating 16 hours of broccoli you okay no you'll probably die (laughs) (laughs) just like too much green same with too much water you can yeah Yeah, you you can die yeah but very fair, very fair, <laughs> very fair observation in, in that point. Yes, but I get I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I I don't understand it. Maybe it's different for some people. It's just I've never 
of never what's blood gestel uh, you're been um, introduced a custom no <laughs> yeah that's great that I'm not gonna find the word now yeah that's that's the thing of being mixed but yeah mm. to be like that introduced into a world where people just eat yeah I, like, it's something that I just I can't fathom because my parents weren't like that I mean my mom's been exercising since she was I don't know also like 14 she's also a personal trainer yeah I mean lady's almost 50 but she's got like six pack oh. and biceps <laughs> and no she's yeah. no, she looks good my dad as well also been training most of his life my sister's done her first bodybuilding show recently. The fit families. That's, I think that's why I just I physically can't fathom like being that that obese. Imagine being obese in a fit family like that. Like, would you not no. feel like the odd duckling in the whole group? You would. Like, of course you would. Um, imagine like a plus one in the class and family. But was but just like a fat, five. like Victor. Yes. Oh, so our stand, cousin. Yeah. No, 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 our cousin. He's just like you can make fat jokes for the guy because he 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 enjoys it. Well, he laughs at them. I'm not sure if he enjoys <laughs> he it. Just, yeah. He's usually the one that makes them because everyone else is too polite to make them. He's usually the one that makes them. So, but he's he's someone who's comfortable with himself. He does. I think he would like to change it. He would, would like to lose a few kilos, but. He's still happy with himself and he's he's not deluded. Like he, he's actually focused. So he knows he knows he's fat. So he might take offense if you tell him, but he, he already knows. It's not yeah. like some people who will like refuse to accept the fact. Like completely refuse to accept the fact. Yeah. So they'll those are the Body positivity people. But in today's day, like, uh, what the... I don't know if we should say this. Yeah, people it's... People can mob mentality with you. Yeah, that's the cancel problem. Cancel. It's, but yeah, the something I don't agree with. It's, it's people, it's, it's weak people that just refuse to see the error of their ways. Like, they, they, they are too lazy to change how they are and to be healthier and to live a better life. And then they want to force you to accept the way that they are. It's more comforting to say that the world is wrong than that you are wrong. That you wrong. It's, it's much more... It's like eating... It's easier. Uh, and it's, it's exactly those people. Because those people are the ones that take the easy way. I mean, why do they look the way that they look? They provide they take the easy way. Like comfort more... Then yes. what is more I, I once thought about this, but this was how crazy is the concept that like see where we originate from is from these half monkey men, half humans running around hunting and killing animals and mm. all that you focus on. I'm especially talking about the Busman, about the sun, about the Koi Koi. Mm. These guys would move from where food is. Because to catch food is was so fucking hard. Nice. It was so it was a challenge. You would get the strongest men every day. Mm. They would go hunt, and if they 
turn out empty, you're not mm. eating tonight. And I mean, as last resort, they literally run the animal down. Yeah, that is like they would run after this deer impala or whatever they were hunting until the deer passed out from exhaustion. They yeah. would run off. They would just follow. Yeah, there's this thing couldn't anymore. There's this then, book about like why we run or something like that. How the yeah. theory of the guy is that you are meant to run. Like we have body parts and ligaments in us that make us made to run. There's like this Mexican clan or one or other South American something in America. These guys just run fucking 60 kilometers per day and that's normal to them mm. because their body is just made for it. Now they put them on a, it's like a hundred mile race. It's, it's somewhere in this hilly place. I can't remember the exact name, but it's, it, it's excruciating. It's shit that only David Goggins type of people do. Mm. This guy writing his book, he meets with the clan. He's like, yo, yo, guys, let's give, get some two people in, two or three runners. Mm. We join you into the race and see what happens. No shoes. They cut tires, like tires, like mm. strap okay. it over their yeah. foot okay. and they just fucking run. Mm. For like 60, 70 kilometers, 100, 100 miles, 160 yeah. kilometers, and win that shit. Win that. All the Westerners don't mm. know their level. And I mean, that, that's where it comes from that how they used to... made to do this? Yeah. Except if, if you train it to do it. No, but that, that's exactly... So your body has potential. So if you... If, if you don't utilize it, it just goes to waste. And I, I get some people that it isn't important to them to be fit and healthy. And I get you, you have the right to choose your own lifestyle. But don't glorify the way you think and the way you do things. And don't tell people that that is the correct way. Because it is not. It, it, it's not. Like, yeah. And it's clear to see that that lifestyle is incorrect. It you is. Can, it's, it's your right to live that way. I'm not going to judge you based on that, but don't you dare tell someone that is the correct way to live. Because all the evidence points against it. Yeah. All of it. It's not good for your no, body. No, yeah. it's not. If, if you want to live a short life, then please, that's the most effective way to do that. Yeah. No, but the point I wanted to make is you compare these people from mm. where we originate from to what we have today of there's a sign telling you 50 meters away from here mm -hmm. there's a McDonald's that you can stop stop and get your food mm -hmm. there's a grocery shop somewhere that has all the meat already packed all the vegetables everything that we used to actively gather just already gathered in one place for your convenience. It's like, it's, it's such a crazy concept to, to show from where we were to where we have gotten. Mm. And in all that comfort, I think you, that's where you get lazy, no, but most, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, do you know Lizzo? 
Yeah. <laughs> so I've been following like this this, this news about Lizzo. Fat shaming her people. That's very ironic. I'm yeah. sorry to say. She gets like ten other fat dancers. Have you ever seen the video? I like no. I checked them live no, at okay. uh they did I think twenty twenty two they did a San Francisco show live or twenty twenty three or something. It's literally like it, it's really large people, like eleven large people on the f- stage. Mm. Just dancing. And like, apparently, the backup dancers, the 10 very obese backup dancers, mm. like, they have so much excruciating pain from needing to move those big bodies mm. around so much. That like, they need to ice their knees. They're like, Lizzo, this is too much. This is too- Lizzo is only singing. Yeah. She's not dancing. Yeah. <laughs> she just has like this crew of really big people just dancing. That is <laughs> I, I, I can't agree with that. I, I can't agree with the whole principle on that. I, yeah, but if you say something, it's, yeah, you're such an asshole. Yeah, that's, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I mean, these people especially, like they make sure that you know where they stand. As soon as you give your two cents, then you are... You are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you are completely wrong. Whereas it's clear to see, and I think most people do see what's wrong, what's what's right in this case. Yeah, today's, today's, yeah. Difficult, it's, yeah, it's a difficult time, actually. Yeah, and uh, do you have anything, I feel this is a perfect time to end it, an hour and 15 minutes, we are in special times. Mm-hmm. Take your words. Yeah. Don't don't fuck around with saying the wrong stuff. You might yeah. end up on the wrong side. Uh, I I hold out to Lizzo that her fat shaming the other fat people does not get in too much trouble. Yeah, let's let's see how that plays <laughs> out. And yeah, our span about above lifespan and any anything else you want to leave for the people. No, I think we said enough. I think yeah. we said a lot. Thank you again. Uh, See you next week on the GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast, and uh, cheers.